Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. Welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. I am Front Row Kenny, and you guys are like, wait a minute. Where's Renee? Where's he at? What's going on? What's happening? Okay, look. Calm down. <laughs> he will be back for another episode, but he is out for this one. But he did give me his predictions for Daytona as we have eclipsed 25 weeks, which means, wow, we have done about, what, 25 episodes in this entire season already, which means we only have a few left, which is crazy to see as we get ready to roll into the regular season finale at Daytona on Saturday night. So, yeah. That is where we stand. I know the intro is a little bit different. Renee gives you guys a whole bit of different energy. But yeah, either way, this has been a while since we've done like a Dolo episode. I think, uh, man, I think it was a little while back Renee was out. And so obviously he gave his predictions. But yeah, due to circumstance, he won't be able to do it via audio. So I will tell you guys who he did. Of course, I'll also give me, I'll give you guys my pick as well. And if you're not already, make sure you guys are following us at Turns No Breaks. We are typically pretty active on Twitter, especially during the actual race day itself. So make sure you give us a follow. You can also follow Renee at Renee Garcia, and you can follow me at Front Row Kenny. So not too hard to find us on the interwebs, but yeah. So I guess uh, I can give you guys a brief rundown of my weekend. It wasn't really crazy. It was a very relaxed and again. It is somewhat weird to have weekends off. I have not really experienced much of that in the past couple years, but obviously, like I explained to y'all last week, I got a new job. I've been working quite a bit, and I've enjoyed it a ton, and again, it gives me my weekend, so I have a blast at that point because guess what? I can kind of do more things you know, in my free time, so yeah, especially as the season continues to you know dwindle down, that also means, in case y'all don't know, I went to an HBCU. I went to Tuskegee, so obviously... It's a lot of homecomings uh, getting ready to come up, college football games happening all over the place, and yeah, I'm looking forward to actually doing some of those things. Probably may catch a race or two somewhere. I'm not sure where, where else I'll be at, at track. I actually haven't been to a race since last year, believe it or not. Maybe I'll be at the Roval. We shall see, but yeah, so that pretty much is a slight rundown of what happened on my weekend, but before I even get into the whole deal with Cup and how everything went in the Cup series, I just want to give a huge shout out to my friend Brad Perez, who was in the number 35 car this weekend, and he finished 20th. He had a really good day, ran well the entire time, and yeah, always dope to see my friends and, and anybody else I know, you know, fulfill their dreams and do what they do best and do what they love as well, so again, sh- Huge shout out to him, and I'm glad he had a good weekend, and it was a successful one, and got to sit at home and watch it, so that was pretty dope. But yeah, either way, also going into, I guess it's perfect, because we talk about Xfinity, and Kyle Larson won on Saturday in the Xfinity race as well, but also he won the cup race for the second year in a row, and so... With that, it did not just come with just a regular day for him. It was actually pretty hectic. But before we get into the details of how that transpired, we'll go ahead and give the top 10. I don't know why I kept saying we, but it's me. So top 10 at Watkins Glen, which started in the wet, which was pretty interesting. I thought that was a a pretty crazy thing to happen, but it was actually a pretty fun race. Again, I think uh, had stages been taken out, I think this race would be even more compelling. It had some strategy, obviously, but I think it would be even better without those. But, you know, that's a rant for another day. Either way, as I said, Kyle Larson won. That is his second win of the season, which is kind of surprising. That is your reigning champion, obviously. But yeah, capture that win. His 
his teammate was not too happy about it. We'll talk more of that as well. But yeah, second place is AJ Allmendinger. Not really a surprise. He definitely looked like he could have contended for that win at that point, but it didn't work out that way. Joey Logano came home in third. Chase Elliott was fourth. Daniel Suarez was in fifth. Michael McDowell, who was running up front majority of that thing, came home in sixth. Tyler Reddick in seventh. Eighth was Christopher Bell. He was actually one of my picks on last week's episode. Chris Buescher, another good run for him. And I also mentioned him as well last week, and I figured he would be quite a threat. A very respectable ninth place finish. And to round out the top 10 was Eric Jones. Another good finish for Petty GMS. So that's a pretty solid day for those boys. But yeah, it was quite a... It was quite a race, I, w- I must say. Like I, th- I thoroughly have always enjoyed watching the race at Watkins Glen. It's usually a really, really fun and entertaining race. I mean, also on TV, shout out to my homie as well, Mike Bagley. This They did radio style this time around, and it's always fun when they do that. I thought they were going to do it a few more times this year, but Watkins Glen is a great place to do it, and the race was called in a unique way. And it was funny seeing some people like, this sounds like this. I guess some people weren't aware And when they said that, I'm like, yeah, that's what it kind of sounds like on the radio most of the time, except you just actually have the video and picture in live or the live feed, I should say, of the car. So, yeah, that's kind of how that goes. And I always would encourage people to try and give it a go if you never listen on the radio. Like, it's a different listening experience by far. Like, it is very different. But they paint the picture because they have no choice. All they have is their voice and the sound and whatever you can hear. So, Got to give it to you in detail as much as possible and, frankly, a short amount of time once you really think about it. But, yeah, those guys are really good at what they do. Shout out to them. But, yeah, I guess I could also talk about some of the notable drivers from from the race at Watkins Land. Martin Truex Jr., who obviously is on the fritz of not making the playoffs. He came home in 23rd. Ryan Blaney, who is still sitting in that spot currently at the end of that race, he is in twenty. He finished in 24th. So, as we go into Daytona, it's going to look pretty tight. Obviously, we're still wondering what is going to happen with Kurt Busch. Obviously, he's not wasn't in the car this past weekend, and he won't be in Daytona as well. So the real question is, will he be in Darlington? Also, will NASCAR make a move and have him out of the playoffs if he's not actually ready and available and healthy? So a lot of big questions when it comes to that. Obviously, Daytona is going to be a beast of its own, and you're going to have to get all you can get. So the battle will rage on into this Saturday, and we'll see who actually comes out on top. So That'll be really interesting to follow as we go into Daytona. Also, another another two notables real quick. Kimi Raikkonen. Unfortunately, he finished 37th. He also got chastained as well. He was caught up in somebody else's mess, really. But yeah, he hit the wall coming out of the bus stop. And actually, there's a picture of him on his social. It looked like his wrist was a bit swollen. No exact thing on knowing like if he actually got hurt legitimately. But yeah, it's no telling if he's actually hurt or or will you or whatever happened to him but yeah i mean the hit didn't look that bad and again this ties back into kurt bush and his whole thing is some of these hits just don't really look like anything but this car is incredibly sturdy and it doesn't really fold up like how the cars of the old older days i should say do so i mean these drivers are taking these hits pretty hard i was kind of shocked to even you know imagine that's the case obviously this is like just based on a picture but it definitely looked a little bit swollen, so we'll see how that shakes down. I think also, I talked about it last week, talking about how the safety of the cars probably need to be looked at going into next year, because again, looking at Kurt Busch's wreck, it looked like your everyday average like NASCAR wreck. Not to say it's impossible for anybody to get hurt, but I wouldn't expect it. Like When Kyle Busch wrecked at Daytona that year and broke both of his legs, and the angle he hit that wall... 
I could very well see that, right? Like, you know, that that makes sense. Now, otherwise, like, obviously, we've seen some crazy wrecks in, in time. And depending on how old you are, I'm sure you've seen some wild ones yourselves. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see some of these uh, injuries kind of shake out like this. But I don't know. We'll We'll have to see. Obviously, we're still trying to figure out, will Kurt even be ready to go? So we'll see how that shakes down. And the last notable... I'll say was Todd Gilliland, who was also running up front, a rookie driver. He was looking pretty solid. Something in the rear end broke on his car, and that pretty much ended his day. And it, it sucked that that happened like that. But again, I guess it's also a testament to the level of parity this car has kind of created. We have guys that are able to fully take advantage of their skill set, right? Like obviously, Michael McDowell is a pretty decent road course driver, and it, it is proven every single time we go, but I think with this car, it has kind of leveled that playing field just enough. Dan Suarez is also a pretty good one as well. Chris Buescher, again, who came home with knife, like I said, another solid road course racer. And, you know, with those type of things, it makes for an interesting race. And I think we definitely got a pretty compelling Watkins Glen. And I really don't know many other times where we haven't really got one. I think that's, again, one of the best road courses on the schedule for sure. I highly doubt it was going anywhere. Obviously, the schedule for next year hasn't came out yet. There is no exact timetable. I'm sure we'll know sooner rather than later on where we're going and, you know, if anything, you know, any dates change or anything. Obviously, Chicago is the only track we know that's going to be brand new on the schedule for next year at the road course, which will be really crazy. Fourth of July weekend. But yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the top 10. And, you know, it's a bit more deeper when you think about it because, well, first place and fourth place, obviously, Kyle Larson won and Chase Elliott came home in fourth. Those two have had a few run-ins this season. And obviously at the restart, it caused some controversy and some debate on Twitter. And people are saying like, well, you know, if it wasn't Chase Elliott, They'd be okay with it. Dale Earnhardt used to do these things. You know, a whole a, a lot of different things kind of went down based on what Kyle Larson did on that final restart, which he gave it all. And he, he look, he went full send on that restart. And obviously Chase was on his outside and that whole deal went down. The funny thing is both of them are in the playoffs. They both don't really have anything to lose at this point. Chase Elliott is actually a regular season champion. Not that that really matters in most people's eyes. <laughs> so, so um, yes, he was claimed the regular season champion. But obviously, I'm sure he wanted to get that win again at Watkins Glen, which he's won a few times at. So, yeah, it was just kind of tough. And just based on his interview, he just looked like, a, as Clayton would say, friend of the show, he responded in that interview like a true company man. But I will say for sure, he looked pissed. Like, he was not happy whatsoever. Again, I remember Chase and, and Kyle got into it as well at Auto Club way, way back when. I believe there was another time as well. But to me, it looked like Chase Elliott was just, like, fed up. But he also was given the response of, like, look, I'm a company man. I'm not about to throw this man under the bus. We'll talk about it in competition on Monday, as recorded on a Monday. We'll get it solved, and we'll keep it going. But I personally don't think there's any rivalry there or anything right now. I think it's way too early to even come close to calling that something like between like between Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson or something like that. I don't think it's anything of that nature yet. If it becomes that way now, I must say that would be, I must say that would be pretty crazy if it ends up in that realm of like oh okay we're gonna make sure that this this rivalry is gonna be crazy we're gonna have we're gonna have these two going at it for the next you know 10 years or whatever it is so yeah it's uh, yeah it is it is pretty it is pretty crazy how that even went down and again 
just based on the response on Twitter, I guess like there were some people who were like, well, nothing really happened. It was just a, you know, a racing incident and they just raced each other hard, which is, you know, true to me as well. I felt like they just were on the last couple laps and they knew on that restart, if you got clean air and you were gone, you were going to fly, especially knowing that you're fast. And both of those cars are fast all day. I guess they both obviously know they were capable of winning, clearly. Kyle got the better of that and got his, you know, his second win in a row at the Glen. But yeah, it was it was quite a bit. I don't know how far that's going to go. I don't know how much of a hard time these two drivers will give each other between now and then. But I hope someone also tells Chase that we are not going to Bristol next week. We are going today. In multiple interviews, he had just mentioned, look, I'm just ready to get to Bristol. I'm just ready to get to Bristol. Hey, maybe he's going to win Bristol. I don't know. Maybe he is just roaring and waiting for that. He said, I'm going to skip. He said, look, I'm going to skip Darlington. I'm going to skip Kansas. All I'm thinking about is Bristol. That's it. Bristol, baby. So yeah, that was that was pretty nuts in his own in his own self. But yeah, overall between those two, I think they'll figure it out and they'll keep it pushing. Two champions at that. But yes, obviously they don't really have much to worry about going into going into this weekend's race. So yeah, I mean, we are at the point where this last two these last two spots are really going to be up for grabs or this last spot I should say is up for grabs and Blaney actually won Daytona last year so obviously a lot of things can happen you never know someone that is like a Bubba Wallace for example might actually come down and actually win that race or someone else like a Michael McDowell right you're you know a Daytona 500 champion for example yeah it's it's gonna be crazy I think just overall if I could talk about the season for right now it has been insane season so far i gotta say the next gen car has delivered obviously there are some things that need to be worked on and um, as far as safety goes and also just uh, you know the growing pains of a brand new car i remember when the clt debuted and it was a whole a whole thing matter of fact that car didn't even get a full season at first i think got a half season where they ran it sometimes they didn't run it it was weird but it happened it was a thing but this time we got the full thing and we are a year behind anyway and so having it to our disposal has been great i mean it's put on a great show we may very well get 16 winners in the playoffs for the first time which is something else we're very close to having more than 16 and then again even though the playoffs may end we still may have 17 18 different winners in a season and that itself is just nuts to say it's been a long time since that's happened like that but I'm glad that this car has been able to bring that level of parity and this level of competition. I mean, it's fun. I mean, there's names that I've thought for a while, like when this new car comes out, they're going to take full advantage and they're going to win races like Tyler Reddick, for example, who has two wins. Yeah, it's just things like that that make it fun. And, it, you know, again, if you're a fan from the 90s and 2000s and you had days like where Joe Nemechek just wins the race randomly, like at Kansas, I forget, I think it was like 04, 05. He had a good car that day. They they trimmed it out and it was good from qualifying till the end of that thing and he won right a very random surprise winner i think that was in the middle of the chase if i'm not mistaken at the time so yeah you know those type of things are cool and i think we'll continue to get more of that as we go and it's going to be interesting to see how further this car gets developed you know there's still probably things they want to do want to try maybe and see how they actually work out so we'll see but speaking of changes and things of and things of that nature, NASCAR is actually going to be hosting a test on Tuesday morning through the afternoon and on Wednesday at Martinsville. So obviously this, you know, sparks a bit more of a conversation with the short tracks. So, so far this year, 
in my honest and humble opinion, I don't think it's really delivered. That first race at Martinsville was a snooze fest. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have that or it won't happen from time to time because it will, right? But I think just overall, it was just like, oh, man, oh, that sucks. I mean, the horsepower was there. Everything else is there. You know, it it just didn't really put on a good show. I, I mean, even taking away 100 laps wasn't going to save it. But also not the end of the world either. But yeah, it was, you know, it was just an okay race in Martinsville. The race in the spring at Richmond was just, eh, you know, it, it was what it was. Same thing with this race a few weeks ago with, you know, Harvick winning. It was okay. Had some moments for sure. A little bit better. But, you know, it just was, eh. I think it's also to me, I think if you just give gave these guys another 100, 150, if I'm being insane, another 200, right, horsepower. I think you get a completely different show at Richmond and at Martinsville in particular. I, I wholeheartedly, I'm curious to see how Bristol is on the pavement side. The dirt race wasn't bad. It was much better this year. I believe the track was prepped a whole lot better. So I think we got a better show, which was on Easter Sunday, which is different, obviously. But yeah, I think hopefully they, I will not even think, I hope they find some different things with this test and hopefully we can get a better show, especially coming down to October, which that race is literally right before the championship race so hopefully that race turns out to be a whole lot better hopefully they find some better findings with this test coming up i'm not sure exactly the details on what they're doing with the cars or what it is but it is an organizational test so there will be multiple drivers there some teams that i believe teams that have two two to four car i mean three to four cars they can bring two teams with one or two can only bring one but they can bring multiple drivers and different drivers can get in the different cars blah 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 whole nine yards so yeah that is happening this week and it'll be interesting to see if there's any sound bites or anything drivers give feedback wise from that because that has been one thing that even denny hamlin has cited that if you want to fix the short track package for next year you're going to have to test in this calendar year and figure that out before the off season instead of waiting until next year and then you know obviously being like in season like how it is right now so uh hopefully things will be a lot better in october because martinsville's definitely has been one of my favorite races to watch for sure so we'll see how that shakes down and this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode for obvious reasons because it's just me <laughs> and i'm not going to hold y'all for too long but i guess with that being said it is time for some predictions it's time for race predictions all right, normally, Renee would ask me who I got. I will tell you guys first who Renee picks before I tell you who I got. So, Renee picked Martin Truex Jr. and Bubba Wallace. I believe Martin Truex Jr. has not won a super speedway race in the Cup Series, which is insane given his track record when he was in the Xfinity Series, when him and Dale Jr. used to hook up at every super speedway. You could almost guarantee the 81 and the 8 were probably going to be at the... So, yeah, solid picks from Renee, no doubt. Close somewhat to mine. But for me, as we head to Daytona for the regular season finale, I still cannot believe we are really here. I mean, it's been a long season, no doubt. But again, we've gotten through the dog days of the summer, and we're getting ready to go into the cooler months. Into the fall as we get ready to close out the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season. But my picks... I am actually going to go with Eric Jones, a person who I actually saw win, win the second Daytona race in person. I have the diecast, actually, the race win version. So I'm going to pick him in the Petty GMS machine. And then for my alternative pick, I am going to go with Denny Hamlin, who is in the playoffs, obviously. So 
I'm thinking either we get 16 or we don't. It's a 50-50 chance. We don't know who. We don't know how it's going to shake down. Daytona can be insane, and you know, obviously, there's a lot. There's a lot at stake, and there's quite a few drivers that definitely are on the outside looking in that could get in. So it'll be really interesting. I mean, you know, obviously, like Bubba, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Eric Jones, Chris Buescher, who has also came close quite a few times, Michael McDowell. So. Yeah, a lot of names to go. Daytona should be really fun. We're looking forward to it, and hopefully we have a fun race on Saturday. But with that being said, thank you guys for listening to another episode of All Turns No Breaks. Always appreciate y'all for listening. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, at Turns No Breaks. You can follow me at Twitter, at Front Row Kenny. You can also follow Renee, at It's Renee Garcia on Twitter. But yeah, with that being said, I will see you guys next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. Y'all thought I wasn't going to say stay hydrated? Come on now. Stay hydrated. It's still hot out here. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. 